Episode 53, everybody. Are you excited? I'm excited. Are you excited, Michael? I am. All right. Episode 53 is... Where's the drum roll? The Zodiac Killer. Sweet. Oh, shit. You are now listening to the Hat Trick Podcast, coming to you straight out of Oklahoma. Saved everybody from all the earthquakes. Oklahoma's out of our mouth. Get back to work. (laughs) If Michael... (laughs) Like, I love that you're, like, not mad about it. You're, like, trying to grasp it, but you're just, like, it's not true. Whatever but if we're is, talking about an island growing, which is something that I've never fucking heard <laughs> over the hundreds of years, somebody <laughs> would have seen that, like, <laughs> okay. it just grows a little more every day. <laughs> All right, we're back. Back in black! Yeah. Um, I'm Dustin Crabtree. This is Drew Branson and Michael Hall. As always. As um, always. This is the Hat Trick Podcast. Um, so, right off the bat, right before we jump into the Zodiac, uh, Drew had some stuff he wanted to talk about. Yeah, so we got something really exciting going on. I alluded to this in our, like, Season 3 will resume update last week, but we got in contact with a group on Facebook from Oklahoma City. They're known as the Oklahoma Paranormal Research and Investigation Group, and they've been around for, like, 20 years, and... They're going to let us interview them next week. So that's going to happen sometime next week. And as soon as we get it recorded, we're going to have it uploaded. So that's going to be next week's episode. Um, We talked about doing it for a while. and We just kind of reached out to them last weekend and they were totally game. Um, But they have an event going on July 14th in Broken Arrow. And I don't know the venue. They'll... You know, she'll fill you all in next week about it. But if you're going to be in the Broken Arrow, Tulsa area... Um, on July 14th, it's a Saturday, uh, go and, you know, sign up or go check it out. I think there's like a limit of 50 people for the venue. So, um, but they've already got some people signing up, but they have a website. It's like OPR.com. Sweet. But you could just put in Oklahoma Paranormal Research and they would pop up. So we're going to have to like talk to people. Yeah. Wow. It's going to be her for sure. She said that there's a possibility we could get a second person, but I told her, we have to figure out how to record everything and not have an echo. So, yeah. Um, but I talked to a lady uh, last week and I got a hold of her again yesterday. So, Sweet. pretty excited for it. Awesome. Um, we're going to talk about like spooky. Yeah, just going to like, stuff. yeah, going to ask awesome. them. Because when I got a hold of her the other night, they were like finishing an investigation. Oh, where was it at? It was at someone's house in Oklahoma City. Sweet. They can come check out my old house. Yeah. Well, they like <laughs> they go to houses. They she was telling me about some museum they went to. You like if you go to their website, you can see cases they've done and like evidence they have and things like that. Oh, so pretty cool. I'm gonna check that out. Yeah. So um, <laughs> we're just gonna talk to her, ask her just kind of what they do and any special stories she might want to tell us about or investigations. Um, just be something different, and neat, and interesting. So yeah, awesome. Broadening our horizons. Yeah. <laughs> but we gotta like talk to people. you're one of the more social people i know like i don't like people well i know but you talk to them very well Mm. he's a social butterfly kind of but i haven't came all the way out of my cocoon (laughs) (laughs) i'm a little butterfly just (laughs) you just pop your head out of the cocoon every so often hey (laughs) (laughs) all right so who shot you (laughs) any notorious big fans out there (laughs) all right so we're gonna start. We're gonna start this episode by saying the obvious: uh, the Zodiac has never been caught. 
we're not exactly sure who it is. Myself, I have one person that I can think of. Think? Um, who would that be? And I don't know. I'll, I'll plug it in. I'll, I'll talk about it later. Um, because right now I can't remember his name. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know who you're talking about. Uh, well, we talked about Ed Edwards last week. Yeah, it's not him. Um, and there's a possible like there's theories about him, but I'm, I think I know who you're talking about. You talking about? Uh, no, just wait. We'll wait till the end. It's not Arthur Lee Allen either. Oh, it's not him. Okay, it's not who I had in mind. I don't remember the name, but it it was like Ted Cruz. <laughs> Ted Cruz is the Zodiac killer. <laughs> okay. He was all of like six months old at this time. <laughs> <laughs> that baby needed to be put down. <laughs> all right. So the first murders attributed to the Zodiac were the murders of high school students Betty Lou Jensen and David Faraday on December 20th, 1968 on Lake Herman Road just outside of Benincia. What is that? Uh, it's a town in California. Well, I know that. Like, how do you... <laughs> Benicia was fine with me. All right, well, Benicia. Benicia. That's a crab tree slang. Benicia. Benicia. This all kind of something jumped up in Benicia. Yeah. So this all happened in like the like San Francisco area of California. Yeah, for the most part. Awesome. Okay. So like they're different. Like there's different towns, like different names, but I think it's all like around the Bay Area. It's in like the San Francisco metropolitan area. I like your impression of a New Yorker talking about... <laughs> you never go there. Stay on the east side. <laughs> Stay on the east coast. Um, so, get us, get us started, Drew. All right, so they were high school students. They'd planned on attending a Christmas program, but instead they went to dinner and they went and parked at like a local lover's lane around 10.15. And I guarantee you that was David Faraday's idea. I'm just Pro- saying. <laughs> probably. It was their first date, I think. Hey. I'm not it was sure. the 60s. I was about to say. We're not saying anything bad about them. It um, was the 60s. But, uh, did you take her up to make out point? Yes, I did. <laughs> so they get to, you know, get there around 10.15. Um, a little bit after 11 p.m., they were found shot to death. So right now they've been here uh, about an hour. I'm just going to guess yeah. that that wasn't part of his plan. <laughs> no, this part probably wasn't, no. That's very astute of you, Michael. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I, try, I try to pay attention to detail. Way, way to go. Um, but but no, they were found a little after 11 p.m. Um, it appeared to police that someone pulled up shortly before 11 and ordered them both out of the car. Faraday was shot while he was trying to exit the vehicle. Uh, his shot was to the head. And then Jensen was shot in the back five times while trying to flee. She was found 28 feet from the car. Now, didn't wasn't there like a moon shape or some shit like that in her back? She was shot in the back, right? Yeah. And I believe it was in like kind of like a crescent moon shape. Is that because of like the flashlight yeah, thing? That, that, yeah. Like the flashlight theory is that he taped a flashlight to his gun, revolver, whatever yeah. you want to call it. And like, you know, when you point a flashlight at something in the center, there's like that black. Yeah. Well, that's kind of like how you used to aim. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So it was like, he's a crack shot. Well, you know, if he did it right, if he, you know, if he rigged this up right, he doesn't really need to be a crack shot. You just shoot where the fucking black piece is at in your, so I thought that was pretty cool. (laughs) Yeah. I'm not going to try it. (laughs) Please don't gun down people on the side of the road with a flashlight in the 60s. I'm not going to try it. (laughs) (laughs) Thanks, Michael. (laughs) No, like I was mocking what he said. (laughs) Oh. I was like, like, you should take your credit where it's due. We weren't weren't making fun of you, Michael. (laughs) (laughs) Michael's over here contemplating. That'd be a good idea. It's just like, oh, damn it. No. Um, One bites the dust. (laughs) This is like the fifth Michael we've had. All the other ones have freaked out and went and shot people. Uh, I was oh, like, you had, yeah, I was, you I was had me confused. It's just like the fifth Michael. <laughs> what are you talking about? It's a, it's a Michael robot. Hmm. Um, 
But they, uh, I think they, I mean, they were both found dead, so <clears> there wasn't any witnesses. That's just kind of what they've. Which one of the guys survives? Isn't there like, there's, there's two a, guys that survive, right? Yeah. Okay. There's a couple of them um, that we'll get to. So this was December 20th, 1968. Nothing happens again. Come that on, they man, not around Christmas. <laughs> that they know of. Big holidays is when this guy likes to strike. Yeah, because just before midnight of July 4th, 1969, Darlene Farron and Michael Maggio. Maggio drove into the Blue Rock Springs Park in Vallejo, which is located about four miles from the Lake Herman Road murder site. So it's still really close. Um, they parked their car, and while they sat there, another car came up and parked beside them, but they immediately pulled away. But then around 10 minutes later, it came and parked behind them, and the driver of the second car got out, and he approaches the passenger side of Farron's car, and he has a flashlight and a 9mm Luger, and he shines them with the light, and he shot he shoots both of them five times. And as he's walking away, away he hurts Maggio? Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. He hears mm. them start to moan, so he comes back and shoots them each two more times. Be as quiet. Future reference, just be as quiet as you can until he's gone. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and so at 1240 AM, <laughs> after you get shot five times, it's just like, you want to scream so bad, yeah, but like, yeah. at the other, like he's walking away. You, you can't just be in there like, <laughs> cause I mean, he just shot you. You think he's not gonna come back and finish it if he hears yeah. you? Yeah. I mean, you still breathing. <laughs> yes. Yes, I am. <laughs> what is it like? They hold the glass above your face and then, like if the, if the glass fogs starts up, to fog up, they shoot you again. Yeah. <laughs> So I, I mean, did not know that. Damn it, we shouldn't have told Michael. <laughs> <laughs> get the get the seventh Michael ready. <laughs> um, around twelve forty a.m., a man calls the Vallejo Police Department from a nearby payphone, um, which the payphone was near the police department, not nearby to the murder site. Um, hmm. So it was really close to the police department, which we'll see is a pattern he does. Um, he calls and claims responsibility for the attacks, and he takes credit for the Jensen and Faraday attack as well. Okay, so I'm going to easily assume that he's not really the Zodiac Killer, right? I would pretty sure, I'm pretty positive he, that he is, because yeah. like, oh. not only does he call in and just basically like... Uh, well, I assumed he wasn't because technically he hasn't been caught, that's why I assumed that, but... Well, I mean, like, he calls in, and he, I mean, he's not, he doesn't, like, state his name or anything like that, but he calls in and says, I did this murder, and oh, that murder last year, yeah, I also yeah. did that one too, and then he gives... Oh, I thought it gave a name. No, it just says man, my bad. Oh, no. Yeah. But, like, he gives <laughs> details from the first murder that took place, like, that first set of murders. Yeah. He t- he gave, like, a, you know, information that only co- the cops would know. Yeah. So, they, I mean, they can confirm that, yeah, that was him that called. I didn't see, I just seen a man, Vallejo, I was like... Well, who's this guy? <laughs> so I was about to say, why, why, why would you want to take credit for something you didn't why do? Is Which there? is still a good yeah. question because people do do that shit all the time. Publicity, man. Yeah. Which I'm also like, this might have been how they found out they were out there. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it had to have been him in that case. But, uh, but anyways, Farron, she's pronounced dead at the hospital, but Maggio survives despite being shot in the face, neck, and chest. And he describes the attacker as a white, twenty-six to thirty-year-old man, five foot eight, tall, with short, light brown, curly hair. Okay. Now, didn't they also say that he was like kind of chubby? Mm, I think some pretty of them. Sure, do. I'm pretty sure they said that he was pretty chubby. Just had to make sure. Yeah, anyway. I don't know. I don't remember if it was them that said it, but gotcha. like I think it's been said before. Um. And then, 
So that was in July. Then on August 1st, 1969, three letters were prepared by the killer and sent to the Vallejo Times Herald, the San Francisco Chronicle, and the San Francisco Examiner. They were all nearly identical and took claim for the murder so far. It also contained an encrypted message that he said would reveal his name, and he wanted them uh, to publish it in the paper. Yeah. So, like, right off the bat, you can kind of be like... He just you, wants to be famous. You can kind of, yeah, you can kind of relate him to like BTK. Um, who else did it? like son of, didn't Son of Sam do some shit like that? Yeah, um, he would send letters and stuff. Did um, what's his name? The Unabomber? Did he try to get shit in the mail or shit he, in the newspaper? He didn't really send letters. Um, he he did eventually um, do something where it was like he wanted them to put his thesis like in a news art newspaper. And they got it was like the guy from Hustler magazine, was like said he would do it, and like the Unabomber tried to make a deal to say like, okay, well if you're gonna put it in Hustler, I reserve the right to blow up one more person. <laughs> I just got to your part of pellets. <laughs> yeah, you should have typed it. I, I didn't feel like it. <laughs> you could have copied and pasted it. Yeah, Drew. I didn't have my internet on for that. <laughs> <laughs> I typed this on the computer. Um, yeah, your bo- your boss just walks by and it's a Zodiac killer stuff. Yeah, well, I did this. I found at home. him. I found him. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I wish there was a nice reward for whoever found him, even though he's probably dead, and I'll never find him. <laughs> <laughs> but if I did, <laughs> oh, Michael, <laughs> you got, sweet little man. I just, I just like got to look at the money side of things. Well, like the way you said it, you were like. I wish there was a sweet reward for it, even though I'm not going to find him and he's probably dead. It's just like, well, well why? If you're going to dream about a reward, it's just like, I'm not, nice it's like, I'm not good enough to do this, but I mean, someone will and it'll be nice for them. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to dream, dream big, Michael. I dream big for somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> Way to go. Um, you, you go get them, Drew. <laughs> <laughs> I need that money. Um, money, 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 money. <laughs> Eventually, Donald and Betty Harden would crack the code, for the most part. Um, and uh, I'm going to pull up the message here real quick, and we'll read that. Um, but there's like, there's a string of letters at the end that they weren't able to figure out what it was exactly. So, and I don't think anyone to this day has found out. Yeah. Um, um, what did that couple find out? Would you Would you say the couple the that couple that kind of cracked? The code, like I like to kill and all this other stuff. Yeah, this. Is that, um, is that what you're talking about? Yeah. Okay. You about to read what they cracked? Do you want to read it or you want me to read it? You go ahead. Okay. You got it. Um, which the thing that's weird is like if you read this, there are like some misspellings, which to me makes me wonder like, why is that? Was that on purpose or is that because maybe the code isn't completely? I'm gonna correct? assume since the code was very very difficult. They probably just didn't get it right. That's what, but it just leads me to wonder, like, exactly how they did it. But anyways, um, the letter said after it was decrypted, I like killing people because it is so much fun. It is more fun than killing wild game in the forest because man is the most dangerous animal of all to kill. Something gives me the most thrilling experience. It is even better than getting your rocks off with a girl. The best part of it is they, T-H-E, T-H-A-E, when I die... Oh, it's supposed to be that. See? Um, I will be reborn in paradise. and All they, my killings will be the slaves. 
Yeah, they have, the I have killed will become my slaves. I will not give you my name because you will try to slow down or stop my collection of slaves for my afterlife. And then it's... <laughs> because they don't know what that last part is supposed to be. Gotcha. Um, but it was the solution to a 408 symbol cipher. And the meaning of the final 18 letters has not been determined. So, like, if you use their cipher, the final 18 letters is E-B-E-O-R-I-E-T-E-M-E-T-H-H-P-I-T-I. Got nothing for you. Sorry. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not good at cracking codes. But all those old people that, like, just wait on the newspaper every day to play that little, like... Sudoku code, code cracking game or whatever. Yeah. Like the we should have been hired in those people. <laughs> that's true. They could probably crack it. Yeah, I mean, and that's kind of what these like I think both these people were teachers. Yeah. And it was like uh, husband and wife or something like that. Yeah. So a wolf from Deer Lodge. Yeah. Now this is where the Ed Edwards story overlaps a little bit this is where like i was like holy shit maybe he did do it <laughs> yeah <laughs> just got out of the deer lodge yeah what <laughs> fuck <laughs> yeah um so <sighs> you want to talk about deer lodge dustin okay so on september 27 1969 uh pacific union college students brian hartnell and cecilia shepherd were on a picnic in lake Berryessa. Where they approached, they were approached by a man wearing a black executioner's hood with a clip-on clip-on sunglasses, like the ones you put what? over your glasses. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, yeah. I was fixing to say, what the fuck? It's a clip-on tie. So it, <laughs> that those were over the eye holes. Yeah. What a goober. <laughs> now, I he, mean, he also had like a bib-like device on his chest and had white a white zodiac symbol on it. Which, like, what is a zodiac symbol? Is it like the sign by the cross? Yeah, it's that. It's a circle with like a cross in it, basically. Okay. Gotcha. Hmm. Intriguing. <laughs> he claimed to be an escaped SBTC. convict. SBTC. Yeah. <laughs> he claimed to be an escaped convict from Deer Lodge Prison. Hint, hint. Ed Edwards. Yeah. Um, in Montana, where he had killed a guard and subsequently stolen a car. Uh, he claimed that he needed to ditch the stolen car because it was too hot. Um, which, you know, this is in September, so it is really hot outside. <laughs> he meant stolen. Uh, he brought pre-cut links of rope, plastic clothesline, and um, had Shepard tie up Hartnell. Uh, he said that he was going to take the car and the money and go to Mexico. Um, the Zodiac checked the knots and retied them to make them tighter. Um, although it was initially looking like a robbery, the Zodiac took out a knife. Puts his gun up, then he takes out the knife, and they're like, oh, shit. <laughs> um, Can't you just shoot me? <laughs> yeah. Uh, he just began to, he began to stab them both repeatedly and then uh, hiked back up the road. He drew his symbol on the victim's car and um, wrote beneath it, Vallejo, 12-20-68, September 27-69 at 6.30. So he wrote the time, yeah. um, and then it said, by knife, which... That's pretty cool. That's um, fucking cryptic. <laughs> yeah. He got down to the detail. Michael's yeah. taking notes. It's um, <laughs> seven, seventh Michael ready. <laughs> I just at, drew my Zodiac sign. <laughs> no. It's like the first letter of my last name, pretty much. Okay. I like it. Mm-hmm. 
At 7.40 p.m., the killer called the Napa County Sheriff's Office from a payphone to report his latest crime and taking the responsibility for it. Uh, the phone was found hanging off the hook. Very fucking dramatic. Yeah. See, I wish this would have happened, like, in the 2000s. We could fingerprint shit. <laughs> well, they, they have fingerprints of it, but it's... Yeah. I don't, they, if he's I don't, not in the system, he's not in the system. Yeah. Um, where was I at? You found okay. it hanging off the hook. Yeah. Yeah. Hanging off the hook. I just don't know where that's at on the paper. Okay, so very, very <laughs> dramatic, like I said. Um, what? It was the, okay, so. You take over. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all, right, all right, so it was found a few <clears throat> minutes later by a radio reporter um, who, like, he was a few blocks from the sheriff's office, but it's 27 miles from the scene of the crime. Damn. So I think the radio reporter probably had some kind of police scanner, hmm. and I think that's how he, like, figured that out. So he went and Star found... Armchair detective. Yeah. yeah. Um, the reporter was a Zodiac killer. Maybe. <laughs> um, but then back at Lake Berryessa, um, a man and his son who are fishing, they like hear people screaming for help. And so they help. show... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's in the box? But um, Fucking body. They uh, they show up and help them. Cecilia Shepard was able to like give a description of the killer when police arrived, but she slips into a coma and she'll just she never wakes up. Oh, of course, um, the women always die in this. Yeah, and Hartnell he survives and he's able to like give an account to the press, yeah. which is how we know exactly like you know he came and tied him up and what he said yeah. to him because now, he survived. We don't we don't get the sketch composite like the composite sketch until the next murder, right? Um, yes. Okay. That's Paul Stein? Yeah. Okay. Which so, this also has an overlap for Ed Edwards. Because, because he was supposed to be in town with a relative or some shit like that? Yeah, well, because, like, where he got dropped off at was, like, right next to, like, a relative's house or a place they worked at or something. Okay. Um. So, about two weeks later, on October 11th, uh, 1969, a passenger entered a, the cab of Paul Stein, a taxi driver, obviously. Uh, he asked him to take him to a destination, and when they What's got close... What's weird is he ran a deli. <laughs> <laughs> he asked him to take him to a destination, and when they got close, the man shot Stein in the head with a 9 millimeter. He took Stein's wallet and keys and tore off part of his bloody shirt. Stein's. Um, <laughs> three teenagers saw this take place, and they called the police. Due to a mix-up from dispatch, police were told to be on the lookout for a black man, which this is the fucking 60s, so of course you would. Um, <laughs> assholes. Um, this is... This made it possible for the Zodiac to go unnoticed by the police. Uh, this murder that happened near the home. Yeah, this, or, is, this is the murder. Okay. So this this happened near the home of Ed Edwards' relatives? Yeah, it was like either the home or the workplace. I wasn't sure which. That's pretty fucking sweet. Damn. Aww. That's, that's intriguing. Yeah. Like, those are the, like... I mean, I think if Ed Edwards did any of those ones that John Cameron accused him of, like, I think there's a lot of actual proof into the Zodiac one, Wow, um, to be honest, um, which we talked about a little bit last episode. But, gotcha, yeah. Um, so now, the letter's sent containing Stein's shirt. Yeah. They, like, I can't remember if he sends it to a reporter or the police, um, or maybe both. But it's like he sends a letter in claiming to be... Oh, real quick. These letters are all going to different police departments, right? They're well, not all going to the same one. Well, yeah, they're going to... Police departments are going to newspapers. Um, He's a busy man. He talks to a lot of newspapers. Gotcha. Um, which, like... You got to think about it. This is before everyone had, like, a copier or a printer in their home. So he's, like, handwriting 
these yeah. letters. So there should be a and sending them. And there's some letters where he's like taking like letters from magazines. Like he'll clip like an A and a B <laughs> and like glue them. Yeah, to like make I remember stuff. that. I remember that um, being a little funny thing or whatever. Yeah, um, that would just take so much time. Yeah, I think when you're a psychopath, you don't care. <laughs> what is this time? Yeah. Like, uh, Especially one that likes carving people up. Can you imagine the glue that man had to go through? <laughs> just, just be on the lookout for any man buying a lot of glue. Yeah, he has sticky palms and a pink nose. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he basically he claims like responsibility for it, and then. And has a piece of Paul Stein's shirt. Yeah, so, like, they ask for proof, and he, like, sends a part of Paul Stein's shirt. And, like, he will do this a couple other times. Like, he'll send more pieces of the shirt in. Yeah. Um, now, going back... Oh, excuse me. Now, going back to Paul Stein's car, there was a finger... There's a bloody fingerprint on the car, right? Yeah. And on one of the payphones, he has, like, a handprint that they get off the... Uh, yeah. Payphone. Now, there was one that said um, it was, like, so fresh it had to be, like, artificially dried. Mm-hmm. So they were, like, right under his tail, I guess. Yeah. Um, which I thought that was pretty sweet. But they never made it. Yeah. Never, well, never caught him. Though. Well, I think because. I, I feel think, like a failure the rest of my life. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think in one of the letters um, he says that, like, a police officer talked to him while he was walking away from the cab. And, like, that's true, too. But, like, uh, the police say that it never happened. But like, at the same time, you gotta you gotta cover your ass. And say so if you interviewed the fucking murderer or talked to him or whatever, yeah. and he just walked away. Yeah, yeah, because like that's, that's be your job. Big, yeah. <laughs> well, because I, I think it, it's insinuated. It's like when they thought they were looking for a black guy. Yeah. And so mm-hmm. it was like because of that, they didn't think he was a suspect. And he just him. has like blood all over his face. <laughs> like, you know, you're you're pretty suspicious, but you are a Caucasian. Yeah. <laughs> Carry on with your day, good sir. You you may have killed somebody, but it's not my guy. <laughs> you aren't the guy I'm looking after. Yeah. Or looking for. Okay, so never hitchhike. Except now, maybe. Nah. <laughs> so on the What night, do we know about drifters? <laughs> I see hitchhikers all the time on my way to work on the highway. I'm just like, no. <laughs> nah, that, One of them was holding his thumb out and I just swapped lanes. <laughs> that's what happened to the third Michael. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, it's funny because um, over here on Highway 16, like kind of up closer to Muskogee, there's that the sign, sign for the prison. Yeah. It's like, don't pick up hitchhikers. <laughs> they could be escaped convicts. Well, <laughs> yeah. Because that is the prison that like the people keep escaping from. And, like, my mom was coming home the other day, and she said that there was, like, a big, like, roll, like, a blanket or something in the um, ditch. And she was, like, kind of wanting to, like, see what it was, but she was afraid it was, like, an escaped inmate hiding. (laughs) And she, like, got up the road a little bit closer, and there was, like, a police car just, like, slowly going up the road, like, looking. And so I think she called the sheriff's office or somebody. Oh, shit. But I never heard if anything that Damn. came of that. That'd be crazy. Yeah. So, uh, what brings you all the way out here hitchhiking? <laughs> <laughs> Jail. He's, he's just like, because it's like prison. a minimum security prison. Um, Maybe it needs to be up to Over there in Taft. Yeah. Medium the security prison. Like, motherfuckers just walk away. It's like the trustees or whatever. I'm out of here, folks. It's just like, and oh, then one of the, <laughs> one of the guards was arrested for like helping smuggling in drugs and stuff. Like he's been accused of that, so it's just like if I ever go to prison, I I I'm either gonna have to get smoked, 
<laughs> or like you're, somebody's gonna have to sneak that can of dip in their ass. I don't care. Like it's gonna have to happen because I thought they gave you cigarettes. No, no. You gotta have somebody like either put money on your account or bring you cigarettes or. See, that's yeah. fucked up. I don't <clears> even <throat> smoke. Yeah, <laughs> but you need cigarettes for money on the inside. Yeah, I gotta use it as currency. <laughs> <laughs> so on the night of March second, nineteen seventy, uh, Kathleen Johns. Uh, was driving from San Bernet, San Bernet, what? San, San Bernardino. Bernardino. San Bernardino. That's a mouthful. To Petaluma. Ooh, thank you. Um, <laughs> she was seven months pregnant and had her ten-month-old daughter with her. Um, while heading west near Modesto, a car behind her started to honk and flash its lights at her until she pulled over. So, did he fuck with the car? Yeah, he did. Yeah, well, he probably we're loosened to, the lugs. <laughs> we're about to yeah get into it. Are right, you go? Well, okay. Um, <laughs> So, I love how I'm never volunteered. I, you don't like you don't like to read, remember? I don't remember saying that, but I don't like to read. <laughs> no, uh, the X-Men of New Orleans, you're like, you know I don't want to read out loud. Yeah. Oh, all right. Go, Drew. <laughs> you read. Go, Drew. <laughs> I'm not speaking. I'm... <laughs> Join me. <laughs> Can you handle it, Michael? <laughs> While driving west near Memento. Pick it up. Well, well, well. Hit it. <laughs> Heating west <laughs> near Modis. I can fucking read. <laughs> you saved me dumb. <laughs> you saved me retard. <laughs> I should have never, like never volunteered to read. <laughs> just, like, pull up the I wasn't complaining. Ep- I was just saying. Just pull up that one episode. You guys know I don't like to read. <laughs> I really don't remember saying that. I might have just been tired that night. I was trying to nap. We recorded that in the middle of the day. <laughs> it doesn't <fucking> matter. <laughs> We were probably on midnights. <laughs> when I can nap, I'll nap. <laughs> that was the infamous Amos Moses episode. Amos Moses. <laughs> I don't even remember who that is. Mm. <laughs> start start telling us about this, Michael. <laughs> While heading west near Modesto, a car behind her started honking flash or light, flash lights at her until she pulled over. The man from the car walked up and told her that her right rear wheel was wobbly, and he ho- offered to tighten up the lugs. She let him do it, and he drove off. Why what? the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's like that scene from Walking Tall where he's like... I see people all the time, and I think their tires are wobbly, but I'm just like, I'm going to get ahead of you. Sorry about <laughs> you. It's not my problem, bro. <laughs> <laughs> what, like, it just reminds me of that scene, and it hasn't. It actually has even nothing to do with it, but it reminds <laughs> me of that scene from Walking Tall where he's like, Sir, get your tail, it's br- fixed. <laughs> What's the matter with them? They're broken. Bam! <laughs> Bust it with a fucking... Uh, what was it? His stick. His two before that he made into a bat. I went to his house, by the way. Yeah, I was talking about that. Yeah, not the Rock's house, but the Walking Tall. It's based on a true story. Oh, Buford Pusser. I went to his <laughs> house. Yeah, it's pretty sweet. What the fuck was his name in the movie? Uh, Chris Vaughn. That's a whole lot better name. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the fucking Hollywood. <laughs> I want to hear about Buford Pusser. <laughs> Buford. <laughs> Anyways. Um, almost immediately after she got back on the highway, the wheel fell off the car. <laughs> no course. fucking shit. <laughs> well, god damn it. <laughs> the man returned and offered to take her to the nearest gas station. Which is also Why would you sketchy. trust him again after that? Didn't you just fix that wheel? It, it was way broke. <laughs> <laughs> Why didn't you tell me before? All right, this, it's pretty good. This should hold up. <laughs> Anyways. I thought you were only going like the next like mile. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> You're right, I was, because my fucking wheel fell off. <laughs> the woman and her daughter climbed in the car and rode off. They went on to pass several gas stations without the man stopping. 
Yeah. But you know that. Yeah. <laughs> you know that shit is really scary. <laughs> Mr. Hooded Man. <laughs> when she would ask why they were passing them, he wouldn't answer or change the subject. Hey. After about 90 <laughs> minutes, when they reached the stop sign, Kathleen grabbed her daughter and jumped out of the car. I gotta go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. It's oh, been very man. nice. Thank you. I gotta go. Bye-bye. <laughs> she Bye did. This is the scariest fucking yeah. part, because like she takes her daughter, which... How old's her daughter? Ten, Ten months, months, months old. Months and old. she's seven months pregnant. Like, you can keep that baby inside fucking quiet, but, like, the <laughs> ten-month-old at the... Like, you're hiding in the fucking brush. After yeah. you just jumped yeah. out of a fucking car. Well, like, it was at a stop sign, so it was more like oh. a skitter. Okay. But, like, um... He didn't like, have he, auto locks back then. Yeah, he, like, gets out, and he's looking for him. Yeah. So I'm just yeah. like, that's fucking, like, trippy as hell. So, like, she kept that girl quiet, which yeah. is, yeah. like, high-five, Mom. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> she hid. But that's the scariest part of it. She yeah, hid. and he's walking around saying, like... I'm not going to hurt you. Come out. Like, he's, like, talking to her. There's a better gas station. I don't believe you. Yeah. yeah. There's a quick trip over here. Shit. (laughs) These are the future of gas. I I love QT pizza. (laughs) (laughs) All right. So she hid, and the man walked around in the dark with a flashlight looking for her. He was telling her to come out that he wasn't going to hurt her. He eventually gave up and drove away. I ain't got time for this shit. (laughs) Kathleen then went and hitched a ride to the police station in Patterson. <laughs> I wouldn't trust anybody else. <laughs> it's just like, I can see her like coming out like onto the road, like trying to flag somebody down. And it's just like him again. Like, <laughs> Have you seen that movie, uh, Rest Stop? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking. Me and you've watched that movie together. Dozens of times. seven times. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's what it reminds me of. Like every time she goes out and sees a car, it's fucking him. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just like. She comes out, sees this new person, and she's like, can I get in the back? <laughs> yeah. She's just like driving in the back, looking at me the entire time. <laughs> he's, <laughs> he's like, what the fuck's going on? It makes me think of like the end of the original Texas Chainsaw Massacre, when she like hops in the back of that, that truck. And he like almost like, gets her. Yeah. Yeah. I was disappointed the last time I opened up the case of that movie and the disc wasn't in there. Which one? Rest Stop. Oh, yeah. That's a good movie. <laughs> yeah, it, is, it is a pretty good movie. This episode brought to you by Rest Stop. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, while she was giving her statement, Kathleen noticed a sketch of the man who killed Paul Stein and started saying that was the man who, who had abducted her. Hey, Mr. Policeman, this is uh, kind of crazy. Oh, That's God. the man right there. <laughs> when the police went with her to find her car, it was discovered gutted and torched. Yep. Yes. Wow. There was just oil and gas all over the place. See, now, if the car had been fine, <clears throat> then I would maybe be like, maybe it's not the Zodiac. Maybe it wasn't someone going to do anything bad to her. But, I don't know. I mean, all the other shit was shady, but it's just like, if you come back and the car's okay. Shady? <laughs> well, yeah, terrifying. <laughs> um, but when you come back and your car is gutted and torched, that's just like, God damn it, Zodiac. You like, fucking come outside. <laughs> because, you know, you know those cops were like, all right, lady, like, you're being kind of crazy. And then they show up and, like, her car is aflame. <laughs> oh shit Johnson She was right Yeah Cause you know That's when they're just like Can you uh, repeat that story To us ma'am Cause <laughs> Cause we really didn't Give two fucks About what you had to say Can you repeat all that For us now Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Now wait just a goddamn minute <laughs> I open the fridge There's just a black guy Looking at me <laughs> <laughs> Jeffrey can you Can you start over <laughs> <laughs> so will so the Jeffrey uh, Dahmer reference. Will this guy ever shut up? Will this guy ever shut up? So the Zodiac, while all of this was going on, is sending letters and other forms of communication to the police and newspapers. 
It is a very vast. It is. I fucked up, man. I'm sorry. <laughs> it is very vast and will take a long time to go piece. What to go piece by piece? Yeah. Sorry. So we will mention some of the highlights years. here. Yeah. <laughs> well, like, and that's what like kind of knocks some of my shit out because like I have a suspect that I really like put kind of like a lot of I, I i did a lot of research on this just this one guy is it no hands johnson no because <laughs> he can't he has no hands so he can't so, yeah do, do you are, off the top of your head do any of y'all know when the last zodiac letter came out it's like 2000 something wasn't it 2002 2003 i don't remember 81 somewhere in there oh why am i saying 2000 because you don't know <laughs> no i think i think i know why <laughs> I'm not sure. Continue so, with your story. Because I was like, reading a book about 2000. Because <laughs> Cruz is a Zodiac. <laughs> I think that there's like some letters that they like aren't sure if it was really from him. Yeah. Um, okay. So I don't know. Gotcha. So we're going to mention some of the highlights here. You go, Drew. <laughs> so the movie came out in 2007. <laughs> I'm the movie guy. So like he really liked to threaten kids in his letters for yeah. some reason. I guess to be scary. Um and so, like, in a bunch of his letters, he would mention that he wanted to kill children. Um, one of them, he, like, says he's going to shoot the tires on a bus and pick the kids off as they unloaded, like, one at a time. Um, and he would he liked to threaten to use bombs a lot, mm-hmm. which is very strange. Um, and he said, like, to prevent it, he could, like, they could get people to wear Zodiac buttons in public. So, like, he has a letter where he asks to, like, have people do that. And then he's also, there's another letter where he's like, I'm disappointed that the people aren't wearing my buttons. Like, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, have, guy. I have to kill everybody because nobody supports me. But not doing what I wanted. <laughs> we can't like understate how much he really liked bombs though, because he <laughs> said, <laughs> you dropped a bomb on me, but he like sent some radians and coordinates and, uh, said it would help them find where he planted a bomb that he set to go off like later that year, um, which they like, they eventually find out that they point to sites of attacks that were already known. Um, a bomb never goes off to the best of their knowledge gotcha. and they don't find. So one. he's not good with making bombs. I think he just wanted to like say scary shit because mm-hmm. also uh, like as he's going on, he would send letters and at the end of the letter, it'd be like Zodiac 13, SFPD zero, and then like they'd get another one a few months later and be like Zodiac 16, SFPD zero. So he's like saying he's killing more people and like they haven't caught him, you know. Um, but like that's also disputed as to like, is that really like, are you just being trying to be scary, yeah, or fuck with them? So, um, why you gotta be an asshole, Zodiac? <laughs> but then he would say stuff like, you know, you could crack his identity with those ciphers. Because mm-hmm. he had other ciphers that they never cracked. And, like, there was one... It's just a jumbled mess of, mess of bullshit. Yeah. Because even in that one letter, like, the one that they cracked, he's, like, saying, I won't give you my identity because you'll slow down my collection of slaves and stuff. But, um, you know, there was that one cipher where he says, like, this will be my name. And it's, like, the same amount of letters to equal, like, Ed Edwards. Or yeah. what it, you know, like, John Cameron was really high on that. Yeah. Um, well, didn't he say that Ed Edwards, like, admitted to it? Well, I think Ed Edwards told him a bunch of stuff. And, I, you know, I don't know what he admitted to and what, like, John Cameron started to put together for himself. I'm really not sure. Gotcha. Um, he <laughs> This one... So he like asked for some local lawyers to go on air to like a local TV show, and he said he would call in, 
And so, like, <laughs> I've heard clips of it, and there's the guy. First time caller, long time listener. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, the hosts are like, no one call in. Like, keep the lines open because we want the Zodiac to call. So The Zodiac's just, like, in his one-bedroom apartment, like, okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and so someone calls in, and he's, like, saying random shit, and he's like, I killed the kid. And, like, he'll say things like that, and they're just like, you killed the kid. And he'll, like, say weird stuff. They try to talk to him, and he, like, he says he would meet them in some city. Um, but, and he called himself Sam, but it never led anywhere. They're not sure if it was really the Zodiac or if it was just a crazy guy that called in, you know? My name is, uh, Sam. Sam is your name? Sam Tarly. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Well, like, did you, did you hear the, um, one where that, like, the guy from the mentalist institution called in the radio show? I'm not sure. Uh... I'll, I'll just I'll tell you about it later then. All right. <laughs> yeah. Um. But. Anywho. So. Sherry Joe Bates. Now this is before yeah. the very first murder. This is in like '68, '67. Uh, '66. October 30th, '66. All right. Because it's a good year for cars. Because see, he sends letters to a reporter named Paul Avery. He talks to Paul Avery quite a bit. And that's the one where he starts implicating himself in the murder of Sherry Joe Bates okay. and other cases. But, really? Yeah. <laughs> I was fucking off. I'm sorry. So, <laughs> uh, you just go ahead because I'm I'm fucked right now. Possible well, <laughs> other murders? I got some. I got some shit on my mind. I'm trying to think about to tie some shit together. All right, okay. I'll, I'll read this if you want, Drew. Uh, yeah, go ahead. All right. Because I'm going to elaborate some on the second one, or both, but go ahead. All right. The Zodiac took claim of the murder of an 18-year-old named Cherie Jo Bates. Cherie. Whatever. I'm calling her Cherie. <laughs> Did you know her personally? No. I think she's a dead lady, and I think we should say her name right if we know how to say it. <laughs> I'm like 100% sure it's Cherie. <laughs> yep. I'm also like 100% sure it's Cherie. Fine. Cherie. It was not clear-cut that it was him, but it was very possible. She was killed near Riverside Community College on October 30, 1966. Also, a woman named Donna Lass went missing on September 6, 1970, near Lake Tahoe. The Zodiac claimed to be the culprit in another letter to Paul Avery. Her body has never been found, and when she went missing, a man called her place of work to say she left town for a family emergency. And she was never heard from again. So, like, that story right there, I've heard before, before they even, like, I heard it not in the reference to say the Zodiac had claimed it. And that's a really fucking weird story, too. Because she just, like, all of a sudden vanishes. And this guy calls. She, like, worked as a nurse somewhere. And this guy calls and is just like, yeah, she had to leave town for family emergency. And then, like, just never seen again, never found her body. Um, I didn't write a whole bunch of stuff down about Sherry Joe Bates, uh, so if you know some more, not a whole lot. I mean, um, in the like the Riverside Community College, like the library up there, uh-huh. um, the suspect that I kind of have in mind, um, which and I'll say his name later because now I fucking forgot, but um, <laughs> there was like a a weird poem written on a piece of equipment there, and it's like kind of like dark and twisty and mm-hmm. all this other stuff. Also. Um, I'm, I just need to find his fucking name. This is, this is so embarrassing. <laughs> Ross Sullivan. Ross Sullivan. Okay, I don't think I've heard of him, so. So, 
this guy worked at the library, right? Uh-huh. He also knew Sherry Jo Bates because his brother was engaged to, like, one of her best friends. So, like, there's a connection there, right? Uh-huh. Okay. Now, I'm not saying that he did all the murders, but there is... I don't think he was ever ruled out from any fingerprint evidence because I, I think by the time that they kind of, like, caught up to it, I think he was already dead. He died in 77. Yeah. Um... But and I I had a little bit more, but now I'm starting to think it's a uh, Mr. Eddie. Really? But, yeah. I mean, I have I have things that make me think it might have been Ed Edwards too. Gotcha. Um, but uh, which we can talk about <clears throat> this here in a second. But no, it was it was pretty cool because they could confirm that in '66 Ross Sullivan was in Riverside. Uh huh. They can confirm that when the first murders took place around San Diego area. He was also there at that point in time and stayed there until the kind of like the murder stopped. Uh, eventually, you know, when he died. Yes. Huh. So, um, but I don't think they they never got to trace his fingerprints, nothing like that. Yeah. Um, but like, the biggest suspect is Arthur Lee Allen, right? Yeah. Now, like he's like if you watch the movie The Zodiac, he's the one that like they, talk they about, base it off. That's, of. It's based off the book, right? Yeah. So like, wasn't he ruled out though from fingerprint evidence and DNA? Like, um, from, like, the stamps and, like, the licking the envelopes and all that other stuff? Well, like, those were pretty inconclusive, okay. like, to be honest. And like, polygraph test, he was ruled out from that, too? I don't remember about the polygraph test. Because, like, I mean, it, to be honest, like, a lot of the people who say that he said a bunch of the shit that's similar to that poem or, like, that letter is, like, just some, like, shady fucking people. Yeah. Um, I don't know what that's wanting to, you to do it's just wants to schedule a hardware scan that's okay okay <laughs> damn you computer um i mean i, I used to say think... it was paul avery he wrote the letters to himself uh-huh. <laughs> um like i don't know if it was him or not like because like his friends felt suspicious but they didn't have much proof he like wore a zodiac watch at the time and like they, one of his friends like said he wanted to hunt humans. Yeah, and another one of his friends too. Actually, it might have been the same friend. Was like, yeah, he one day he said that he would like to shoot out the tires on a school bus. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like it's the same fucking pattern every time. Like these people will come to the police department or to the public and be like, I think my father is a Zodiac killer. Yeah, and they're ruled out by fingerprints, evidence, DNA evidence, polygraph test. It's, you know, you know what I mean, and like, yeah. yeah, they were inconclusive, but I mean, like, when you can't get a hit on one of the three, like, that's just like, I'm just like eh, I don't know. But Mr. Eddie never got brought into court, and like that, never got yeah. brought into the police department. So I don't know. Ross Sullivan was dead. Mm. True. Yeah. Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. No, but who's gonna look at the baby? Because <laughs> <laughs> like that, you know, that documentary, like that series I watched, like over at Edwards, they get like DNA of Ed Edwards that they're trying to like send to San Francisco yeah. to test it. And it's like, they, it really looks like, cause they get the DNA for them to test. They just need San Francisco police department to do it. And by the time the docuseries like ended, they hadn't figured that out yet. Gotcha. Like they, they like they act like they were going to do it. And then the guy that said that was going to help him on the police department kind of lost contact <laughs> for some reason. My cell phone died. It was on like 70% earlier. Not mine, their phone. Oh. <laughs> I was like, what, what the fuck? About? <laughs> um, I, I'm kind of hoping that it's Ed Edwards, to be completely honest with you. Really? I am, but I'm not. I, yeah. Like, I am because it'd be cool for it to be solved finally. And 
I got two reasons it's not because for one, I like a mystery, so it's just kind of cool not knowing who it is. I would love for these families to never have justice. <laughs> yeah, damn it, Michael. <laughs> Call me selfish. <laughs> well, and the other one is like in my like head, I feel like if we do figure out who it is, I want to know why he did it, and Ed Edwards can't tell us. <laughs> I think uh, it's he does the reason why everybody else does it because they're. Well, yeah, I know, but yeah. just like you, I like listening to like the interviews with yeah. them. Yeah, I mean, just to hear their bullshit excuses. <laughs> yeah, oh, there was uh, squirrels in my closet. Chili tacos. Growing up, mom wouldn't let me have chili for dinner. <laughs> she made me stop sucking on her titty at the age of nine. <laughs> Who does that? <laughs> <laughs> like, there was one thing against Arthur Lee Allen, which was that they. Like, they would do multiple searches of his home mm-hmm. over the years, and they find a typewriter that may have been a match for, like, some of the Zodiac letters yeah. that are in his... It, and it was also kind of suspicious because he would... <clears throat> after he got interviewed the first time, he, like, came back and was like, any help that I can be to y'all, I yeah. would love to, you know? And it's just like... Why are you, why are you trying to be so interested? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, which is kind of weird, but... um, So, I mean, like, that... It's like, like that one guy that cut me off in traffic, I just... Yeah, I think it was him. <laughs> and uh, he didn't he have like some kind of medical condition where he like his Allen. balls didn't drop or some shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. I don't know if it was. I don't know if it was true or not. Okay. Um, well, like, and he get, he got into trouble with like some kids or some shit. I think he used to work at like a YMCA. Yeah. They said he taught trampoline. Yeah, yeah. Like gymnastics <laughs> and stuff. They just said just trampoline. trampoline. I don't that, really it, know. It was it just says, yeah. He taught trampoline. I'm just like yeah. I had been, what I had wrote down here that he did go to jail for like a couple of years for a lewd sex act with a young boy. Yeah. Um, I can't remember how rough how well I vetted that, but doesn't surprise me. No. Um, but yeah, t- teaching trampoline. <laughs> well, I mean, it's just like nobody taught me how to do it. <laughs> so, like, does that make me like a connoisseur of it, or am I just like a trampolining? It's like gymnastics. <laughs> You know, like I think he was too fat. <laughs> he was too chubby. <laughs> most You're definitely. too fat to but, be a gym teacher. But can you think? Can you think about this for a second? He had a zodiac watch. He's a chubby guy. Yeah, teaches trampoline. That was like. Nice. Go ahead. Well, I was just gonna say, like, ha- at what point do we sit here and say, like, are we grasping for straws? Yeah. <laughs> like he had that watch and like that one guy who said he was like a real shitty dude. Yeah. It's like, mm. well, that's another thing too. Like the sketch. Yeah. But yeah. on Ross Sullivan, I haven't seen a picture of him and I haven't really looked at a picture of the Zodiac, like the sketch or whatever. Uh-huh. But, um, the guy that runs the site, it's called Zodiac, uh, Zodiac killer.com. I was, I was hoping it was something like that. <laughs> I just love those names. The guy that runs that site, he said that it was, there's like a, it looks like Ross Sullivan posed for the picture, uh-huh. like the, the composite sketch. Really? Because it's like a widow's peak, glasses, yeah. and then he's kind of fat. Yeah. So he believes that it's Ross Sullivan. It, yeah. I think, well, honestly, it also, it does look like Ed Edwards too during that time. That's the Zodiac sketch. Pull up a picture of um, Ross Sullivan. Ed Edwards. Like young Ed Edwards, like the his mugshot. It looks a lot like Ross Sullivan. <laughs> I haven't seen Ross Sullivan. Let me see. Oh, wow. Too. Oh, it is. yeah, that does. <laughs> does that mean, 
You go from that to I've that. cracked the code! <laughs> that looks fucking identical to him. I take PayPal, <laughs> uh, <laughs> Amazon shopping cards. Let's do Ed Edwards. That's pretty cool. That looks a lot closer than Ed Edwards does. But yeah, Ed uh, Edwards don't look anything like it. I mean, I think his old one kind of does, like without the glasses. But I mean, sort of. But when yeah. you've seen if you, Mr. if you put a set of glasses on him, I could see it. I guess it's not as much as that Ross no. Sullivan guy. No, not even remotely. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, so we're gonna conclude with now. Uh, here he is, Charles Richard Ed Edwards obituary. I don't, I don't know who that is. I believe that's the person that um, pronounced him dead. Oh, well, he looks <laughs> there, a lot like the fucking Zodiac killer. <laughs> there was one other guy who they don't have his name. He was like a merchant mariner, and he shows up at like a lawyer's office and confesses and leaves. I did it. And I'm leaving. Like, that's pretty much all they have on him. Yeah. There, there are so many like people that came out and said that they did it or they know who did it. There's a guy that wrote a book about his crazy. parents or yeah. whatever. He thinks that they did it. Well, well he thinks so that did his you... dad did it. But his mom comes out and was like, none of that is true. Yeah. So, I mean, what the fuck? what's the matter? He just looks so much like this fucking sketch. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's identical. I, you know, I mean, I I do a lot of digging. You know what I mean? <laughs> and, like, check. When he got older, he looks a little chunky. <laughs> oh, shit. Sweet. <laughs> uh, like I said, uh, PayPal, uh, <laughs> wherever you want to get that money wired. Bed, bath, and beyond gift cards. <laughs> so, like, I, after, like, kind of hearing about some of this stuff and then seeing that, like, I'm going to go ahead and go back to my <laughs> – I can do that, right? Yeah. yeah. Cool, because LeBron went back to Cleveland and, you know, <laughs> I can do what I can do. Yeah, but he's about to leave again, too, so. You don't know that. <laughs> I hope he does. <laughs> anyway, so I'm done. Uh, You've solved the case. Mic drop. It only took you 50 minutes. Oh, no. <laughs> How long has it been recorded? About oh, three weeks. It's been a little while. been a little bit. Uh, Drew well, actually, did something last week, so. Actually, the last time we recorded, it was game one of the NBA Finals. Yeah. That was like the 26th of So May. it's been a month. Yeah. Because it was like right before you left for Florida. Yeah. Well, you know, I mean, yeah. it's been it's been like a it's been a month, yeah, basically. Yep, we busy motherfuckers. So, <laughs> I'm formerly what busy. What does that What does that mean? It says uh, the original suspect, Ross Sullivan, who coincidentally was a dead ringer for the Zodiac. What's dead ringer? Which means he looked like him. Oh, yeah, <laughs> a lot. Yeah, he had like and like I said, he worked at the library in Riverside where. Sherry Joe Bates was murdered at. Um, he had a connection to her, so like, you got to think about like he started maybe he started out with her. Um, then he's confirmed in like Vallejo and you know, San Diego, you know that area around the time that those murders. Sketches take place. look identical in every town. The fucking murders happen when they happened. To me, that's just enough to put the guy away. <laughs> well, that's not enough, but <laughs> yeah. that's enough circumstantial evidence to bring him in and just. Talk to him. That's how it. mob mentality starts. <laughs> That's how we lost the fourth Michael. <laughs> <laughs> what is this fish? I think I'm just going to follow in his footsteps then. <laughs> what is this fish doing here? <laughs> it means tonight Michael Hall sleeps with the fish. <laughs> <laughs>
You know how hard it is to get another Michael with identical tattoos? Um, I know it's about thousand dollars. <laughs> no, it's only about eight hundred. But in the same truck. <laughs> yeah. No, well, you just... ain't got to get a new truck. I mean, that one. And doesn't remember not being Michael. <laughs> <laughs> I used to have a family. <laughs> maybe, maybe if y'all just started calling me Miles. <laughs> nope. Cole. Yeah, I like Cole too. Nope. Miles Cole Alexander. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm gonna call you Michael. <laughs> yep. Cole Miles Alexander. I'm calling Mike. I'm gonna call him Mike. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, even if I legally changed my name, you fuckers wouldn't call me whatever I made it. <laughs> it's too late. <laughs> it's just stuck. Like, I might legally change my last name. Y'all could at least do that. <laughs> I never have a reason to say your last name. So yeah, <laughs> except probably, for this show. But yeah, that one's hard. <laughs> I could. Yeah, I could handle that. Yeah. All right. Good. Well, he's right. good. Well, it just depends. What do you want to change your last name to? I don't know yet. Something better than fucking Hall. <laughs> Garfunkel. <gasps> oh, I'll stick to Hall. I'll stick to Hall. <laughs> Brooks. Michael, Michael Brooks. Brooks. I don't want. That just makes and, me look like I'm related and, to Stephen. Uh, we were doing lyrical oh. characters. Gotcha. <laughs> Brooks and Dunn. Hall and Oates. Um, Simon and Garfunkel. You got to keep it up. Um, <laughs> we're tagging up. Um, um, um. See you guys next week. <laughs> Let me get a soul clap. Let me get a soul clap. What's in my pants? Paradise City.